Last time on Cursebreaker. The dust has finally settled in Tildry, and we got a night of well-deserved rest in Holly's cozy home. Under cover of night, Master Snack secretly visited Margot Bingo and donated his entire hoard to help repair Tildry, all the while disguised as Farewell, his handsome alter ego. We met up with Mina to get some much-needed supplies before leaving for Lamplight. Snack is eager to get to Vindorn, but it seems Uli has some feelings about Dave she needs to sort out. Oh, Lamplight, how long has it been? Let's take a walk on Memory Bay. So am I actually walking all the way there? Because I noticed that you've um, gotten pretty good at that portal magic stuff. Oh, yeah. I could do that, can't I? Well, I mean, I only get one a day. I think it's important. I think we need to get there very quickly. Okay, sounds good. Um, Holly hops off the wagon. Maybe we're just outside Tildry now. Yeah. Um, uh, Carl's looking at Uli, and he's mouthing like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Holly starts doing the portal motion in the air with her arm. Yeah. While she's making it, can we check in with Dave? I don't want to like go in blind. Yeah. Dear Dave, we know you're in Lamplight, and we'll be there any moment. Sounds like there might be some trouble, so let me know where we should meet you. Sincerely, Bert. Just a few seconds pass by, and you get a message back, and it says, Bert, everything's going okay. We're in the underdock. Not much time to talk, though. Found Buster. And then there's just a big, like, dash after that, as if he wants to keep talking but is busy. I was going to guess it was Buster that he was trying to reason with. I was oh. going to guess that. Nice. Boy, it's Beetleborg. Bug Boy's back. <laughs> Bug Boy's back. <laughs> All right. Um, Bug Boy's back. That's right. <laughs> so where am I making this portal to? We got to decide uh, right now. Um, the main street. Dave's in the underdock, but I don't think we can go right there. So somewhere out of sight so people don't freak out when they see a wagon full of awesome people coming into town. I think they are going to freak out anyway. I mean, look at us. What if we show up outside of Tandy's? I was just gonna, I'm already making the portal for behind Tandy's um, sheriff's office, so. Holly starts off with a small circle and then starts doing larger and larger arcs in a perfect Fibonacci spiral until she makes a perfect circle. As soon as you connect it, Holly, you can tell that your magic is one, extremely potent, two, extremely eager, and three, not very much like Malboro's. Your portals are extremely aggressive. And so when you get close to this portal, you can feel air sucking in behind you going into lamplight. And you can just feel this like jet engine oh pull God. that is like, <laughs> like sucking you in. So we just like shoot in. <laughs> right? Yeah, who's going first? Vacuumed in. While we're in the cart. Yeah, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, Carl like is getting closer, and you can see he's actually starting to dig his hose into the ground, and he's getting pulled forward. And he goes, "Are you sure about this? It'll be fine. Just go." Uh, it's actually like really strong, you guys. Go. And uh, 
uh, Carl's hooves all like lift off the ground and you feel the wagon start to like uh, list upwards and you are just thrown into this alleyway. <laughs> do we, um, do we break the sound barrier? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have everybody just make a uh, strength save to kind of keep yourself in place here. 17. <laughs> Three. <laughs> 17. Seven. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm out of the wagon, but I would just step through after everybody. So okay. do you also want me to do it, though? Uh, yeah, you'll need to make yours separately. Eleven. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Tibio and Bert uh, were not wearing their seatbelts and were ejected from the front of the wagon as it goes through. Gnomes akimbo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you each take five points of bludgeoning damage Whoa. as you land on the cobbles in the alleyway. Um Holly, you see that happen and are just a little bit more cautious coming through. Uh, you are also prone, but take no damage as you pass through. Ugh. The rest of you are just like in a wagon and there's like all of your nicely packed stuff for the adventure is just everywhere. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Need a little practice. Uh, I guess that was weird. It's a heck of a portal, Holly. <laughs> you see Carl pop back into existence and he says, before you get mad... I didn't know what was happening, <laughs> so I just kind of bailed. <laughs> it's okay, Carl. That's fair. Anyway, you guys good? And yeah. he holds up two thumbs up. He goes, good. great. <laughs> um, okay, we're behind Tandy's. Uh, quick, let's pick up the stuff. Um, Holly just starts throwing crap in the wagon yeah. um, just to leave it parked here. <laughs> yeah, you get it all packed back up and yeah, leave it back in the alleyway. Should we check in with Tandy, see what's going on, or go straight to the underdock? Does it seem like people are like running around all crazy? Is it normal? Like no, when we stepping step out of the alleyway, um, you see like the side of lamplight that you didn't see before or didn't have described to you rather. You've probably seen this before. <laughs> but um, lamplight, when it's not under lockdown, is just hustle and bustle. Like this place is just full of people. There are ships in port. You guys can barely stay together as a group walking down the boardwalk. This is like probably the center of commerce in some ways more than Tildry is. <laughs> Flying fish at a price we pay to cast out nightmare wizardry. We cast and we catch at lamplight way. The fish gets sold, but the stink will stay. Whoa, are we sure this is lamplight? Oh yeah, this is what lamplight really is. Coming out of that alleyway. You see a, a flock of seagulls just immediately take off. Uh, as soon as you disturb their area, you see Sheriff Tandy is kind of out on this terrace. Uh, it looks like she's like gesturing in a very broad motion. She's like drawing a line across the whole horizon. Looks like she's pointing at ships. As you come out farther, you realize she's actually leading a group of people in like a exercise routine. And they're all kind of standing behind her, like mimicking the same actions. Um, but a few of them like break form and all turn back to look at you. And uh, you hear somebody say, is that Uli? And then Tandy turns around and goes, <laughs> Uli. Uli. Hello. Why? Hello. Why are you? Hi, everybody. Uli, why are you here? It's a warm welcome. Thanks. It, it is good to see you. I just, we haven't made the preparations is all. Preparations? What? Fortifications. Oh. Uh, you don't need those. <laughs> I'm a changed woman. That's good to hear. She's barely blown up anything since we've left. 
That's less good to hear. Don't tell her about the tower of magic. Or the water tower. Oh, wait, that was snack. That was snack. Yeah, that was not. <laughs> uh, Tandy looks at one of her officers and says, do we have any towers? <laughs> good, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad to see you all again. I'm just wondering why. Is everything okay here? We heard there was danger. Oh, um, yes. Well, I don't know about danger, but... Um, oh, yes, Emery, that friend of yours. He yeah. was here. Friend. Yeah. Mm. Oh, good. You're here. Okay, you can take care of this then. Follow me. <laughs> and she uh, marches you into into her office, uh, into the jail cells that you have all seen before. Uh, and she marches you to the very last cell. And she slides the gate open. And Snack, you hear, you did come back. Yes! <laughs> but Master Snack, it's me. I'm still alive. I didn't know if you meant for me to die when you got rid of me, but I'm still here. Bidet, you look alive. Um, so Bidet, uh, you can see that there are two saddlebags in the cell that have been taken off of him. You can also see that there's like horse armor that has been like retrofitted yes. to fit Bidet. Um, Why did they put him in a jail cell? <laughs> there aren't stables anywhere. He says, nothing can contain me. Um, <laughs> he says, I much prefer traveling with you more than the, the cow and the angry man. <laughs> Why is this bidet? You guys don't make me carry much or nothing, and they make me carry everything. They even make me carry heavy blanket, and he gestures to the armor. <laughs> heavy blanket. Aww. Yes. Well, Bidet, we, we don't believe in this in our party. Let me get this off of you. <laughs> we sure don't. <laughs> Removing some of the like armor and padding that they had put on him, you can see that there are like three arrow shafts that are broken off in his flank. Aww. And he's just like, I don't feel much of nothing. Oh, they didn't no. take them out. Looks like you've seen some action, Bidet. Mm, quite a bit of it. Do you need a, need a little Healy? It is tough not being able to lay down on that side, if you wouldn't mind. No problem, bud. Just give you a little healing word. As you do, the arrows just <laughs> pop out of his flank and fall on the ground in a little <laughs> pile of blood. Gross. <laughs> Good as new. Well, Bidet, this is wonderful. We probably don't need Carl at all anymore, then. We have Bidet, we can teleport places. Carl comes with the cart. I think he's, like, tied to it. Mm, I suppose. Fine. Fine. Well, we don't have to figure it out now. Um, uh, Ms. Dandy, uh, can you tell us where is Emery and Dev? I thought they had left, or maybe just for the day, but I haven't seen them since last night. They said they were looking for something here. They were investigating this, um, buzzing, thrumming sound we've been hearing for the last couple days. Uh, I think oh. they found it. Shall we go find them? Yes. Yes. Is Bidet in jail for a reason, or it was just... It's just the safest place for him. Okay. Just checking. We don't want people harassing him out on the street. Also, we don't want him harassing people out on the street. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yes, he does bite. Before you um, get to this adventuring and, and the things that you do and, and all of that, could you, um, well, you remember Veronica Venus, of course. Yeah. Rip. Her. <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Uli's just like, rip. (laughs) Veronica's estate is yet undealt with. She explicitly wrote the lot of you into her will. Wow. Wow. That is so kind of her. 
Should we go check that out now? I feel like the bug man takes precedence. What do you think, Tandy? <laughs> well, you do whatever you feel is right, but you should know that whatever you need from Veronica's, you should have it. The rest will go to the city. Maybe she has some bug spray or something. Could be useful. Yeah. <laughs> she did have really cool tarot cards, so she might have some, some other magical items we could use. Dave did say they had a handle on it, right? Let's stop real quick. We can just take a few minutes and, and look. Before we leave Tandy, I do need my badge, you know, being back in the city. I'm going to use suggestion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that would be a nine. All right. Tandy, yes, we all need our badges. Just She says, of course, what am I thinking? She uh, reaches into her drawer and distributes five badges. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Well, just in case you need anyone to move out of your way. Right, Snack? Exactly. All right, everyone. We better leave fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like within a minute. <laughs> Snack, we're going to talk about that later. Let's head to Veronica's. Yeah. Tandy gave you a key to her place so you didn't have to like break in to take her things. When you walk in, there are. Uh, it was pretty much left completely intact like she would just come back the next day. Everything is exactly the way she left it. You see there's like a journal, like a diary sitting out. Um Snack, I think your divining rod starts to kind of shuffle around in your belongings mm-hmm. and like point at things around the room. Awesome. This might be the first time, one of the first times I've used it well. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not even trying. <laughs> yes. Uh, I take it out and I will let it point. Okay. So you all watch Snack just like walk around the room with a stick and uh, keeps getting like close to stuff. And um, by the end of it, Snack, you set out a tea set, a telescope. And, uh, like, a little crystal on a rope that looks like it's supposed to, like, dangle in a window. Also, a small necklace that has, like, cut quartz on it. Veronica had a detailed ledger of Mm. all of her belongings. Um, The tea set. uh, It keeps tea uh, piping hot as long as it's in there. It can, uh, up to seven days, we'll say. It will stay hot and potable. Um, Also, anyone who shares tea... Uh, will engage in a telepathic bond for eight hours. Ooh. Ooh. That's really good. Telepathy. Sweet. Telepathy! Telepathy <laughs> set. Oh, I love that. Or telepathy. I don't know what's better. Telepathy set. The uh, telescope, uh, it's a short uh, brass, like, extending telescope like you'd find on a ship or something. Um, but when you twist it, uh, it shows you a bunch of, like, pretty, like, gemstone colors as you, like, continue to twist it. This is the crystal kaleidoscope. Um, when you're looking through the sapphire filter, you can see into the ethereal plane. In the ruby filter, filter uh, you can see through most typical walls. The emerald filter sees in the dark. The amethyst filter sees invisible things. And the diamond filter can see auras, magical auras like divination and evocation. Mm. That's pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So the, the dangling crystal uh, refracts a brilliant rainbow. Uh, it can project a vision of your choosing in an area up to a 50-foot radius. So it's like silent image? Yes. Okay. But it's like it's static. So you like tell it what to do. You like hang it it's up a in a place. Projector. And it just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Neat. Uh, the last thing is just a neat quartz necklace that the, the stick keeps pointing to, but you can't figure out what it does. It's just like a like hot topic. Can I cast, <laughs> okay. uh, identify on that bad boy? Uh, identify reveals that it's a cool quartz necklace. Wow, this is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Holly, you said we also saw Veronica's diary. Yeah. Holly's going to um, take that and put it in her bag of holding. Do you Uh, look through it at all? 
or just take it? Yeah, I'll thumb through it, but just like not really reading, just kind of flipping through the pages a little. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you do see that there's a note about the day that you, that you guys knocked on her door. <gasps> what does it say? It says, I was hesitant to open the door. I think what I've been struggling with these last few months, that anxiety, that restlessness, and the painful hope, I think it was leading up to their arrival. But at the same time, they don't seem to have a clue. Even so, thinking of them makes me more hopeful that there is a force for good. Holly reads it out loud to everybody. How, how did she know we were coming? Well, she was a bit of a soothsayer, a fortune teller. Maybe she, she just felt it. Maybe. I'm not sure she knew it was us specifically, but... It's nice to know that she believed in us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Holly is going to put the diary in her bag of holding and read it later when okay. she has more time. Yeah. Um, you put oh. the rest of the stuff in there? Uh, yeah, it's getting a little full in my bag, but I what, can take... <laughs> what if we had some telepathy right now so that we could talk to each other? That sounds great. Let's brew a quick cup. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can store that in my bag. Yeah. But I feel like you guys should take these other items. Who wants the kaleidoscope? I feel like that's a bird thing. I'll take the telescope. Okay. And then who wants the sun crystal? So it like changes the space. Yeah. So basically you could like convince somebody that they're in a prison cell if you're in a dining room. Mm. Okay. By like changing the way that everything looks in there. Yeah. Cool. I'll take it. Okay. And then the other necklace. Yeah. Quartz necklace that refuses to give away its nature. Bert's not really a necklace guy. I feel like this would look cool on you, Uli. Let's make it a choker. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I did give up my bismite pendant. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Swapping that out. Okay. So I have a, a cool crystal choker. All right. Where to next, y'all? The yeah. Underdark. To the Underdark. <laughs> underdark. So I think walking around Lamplight, uh, busy as it is, you kind of maybe stop by or at least pass by some of pe- the people that you had met previously. Like some of the vendor stalls and yeah. the inn. Yeah. And like uh, Ross is like near the window and like waves at all of you as you pass by. And he like sticks his head out the door and he's like, Bert, Bert, you got, you must've got my letter. Boss. Or should I say Ross? Hey. And he <laughs> just points to you. Yeah. How long are you in town? Uh, I don't know. We're just uh, here tying up some loose ends. We are heading up north after a while, but we'll be sure to stop by for some of that bacon and coffee, eh? That, that would be great. And hey, um, you know, I didn't bring this up last time, Bert, but, um, you know, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Did you know that? Well, thank you. I'm flattered. Yeah, I'm a real big fan. And I just, um, well, I've been doing a little writing on my own. You see, it's a mystery novel. Oh, oh, um, cool. About, uh, yeah, it's about a guy. Uh, his name is, uh, his name is Boss the Man. And, uh, okay, well, yeah, he's like, he's the world's, uh, leading oh, hey, hey, magicologist. Boss, I can't wait to hear more about this, but it's just the first couple chapters. If you want to give it a look over and absolutely send it my way. And maybe you could like, you know, tell some of your other friends about it and get this one published. What do you think? Abs. Yes. 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 That would be great. <laughs> Stop by in the morning. I'll give you the first 150 pages. We'll talk after that. For- can't wait. <laughs> awesome. You won't regret this. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And he points at Stack and says, free bacon tomorrow. Awesome. Uh, yeah, and he goes back to serving other people there. You pass by some other familiar faces, kiosks, and then... Like Donna Clark, I looked in my notes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> guys, if I die down there in the underdock, just just leave me, please. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, Donna Clark is selling her bobbers, but meeting you was so long ago and such a small part of her life that she doesn't even recognize you. Um, one who wow. does, though, is uh, at the end of Blackwater Row, a bard. Yes. Oh. Looks up at each of you and says, hello. Some Hi. of my favorite customers. The annoying first episode bard. We did some good business, didn't we? Um, how long ago? How long ago has it been since we've been here? It's like it's real fuzzy, but I'm gonna just say it was like, like a month, two months ago, two a months? number of months. Okay. Why do I have a feeling that you're all here? Because there's another big mystery to solve. The buzzing noise, right? Well, you you got it. And guess who already knows where it's coming from. Uh, and how to get there. We do. Thanks. See ya. Us. Yeah, I think it's us. Well, no, I can I can lead you right to it. Right to the buzzing noise. It's, I know the source of it. You'll uh, just have to pay. It's in the underdock, right? Yes, but where? I think I think I know. Wait, hold I mean, on. Hold buzz- on. Uh-huh. I phase into the ring. Okay. Where is it? Uh, you can like point straight to where you feel the ring coming from. Right there. But how do you get there? Through the the, the entrance secret. that Dave was guarding before, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we okay, well, listen, I was only going to ask for a thousand gold for the full info, but since you know parts of it, just 500 gold. What if I play you a song instead? Uh, and Tibio unpacks his loot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have been learning. Would you like to hear? You don't even have to pay. Uh, yeah, she kind of like looks at you, uh, the rest of you, not really intimidated, but sort of feeling like she has to. <laughs> Please. Tibio strums one chord that Uli's dad taught him mm. and then goes, We're here to find the buzzing. Mm. And then he plays another chord. And we're going to save the town. And when we're done, we're going up to Fendorn. And then he nods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's our Tibio. Tibio, that was so good. Oh, my. Ah, I feel so generous here. And then uh, Snack is going to summon up thousands of gold. Just have it shower around Tibio. And that little tune gave you two bardic inspiration. Oh. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. uh, bardic inspo to uh, Burton Holly. It's 1d6? Correct. You see the bard looking very confused at all of it and then like flinches for the gold. And like, like wants to like pick it up, but kind of like stops themselves and stares wow. at Snack. Yes, that was that was amazing. Here, Tibio, I can help scoop it up for you. Uh, but it's yours now, of course. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and I shuffle. It's it's real gold. I, yeah. I cast creation. Yeah. So okay. And put Whoa. it all on the lamp. You the can fuck? do that. She's just like watching you like scoop it all up, and she's like, "Hey, uh, how about a hundred gold?" We'll be going now. Thank you. Right what me. was your name again? You can call me Cameron, but really? You're sure? Cameron, I care very deeply about bards, and I think I cannot share what I've already given, but maybe next time. <sighs> maybe next time. Kind of like walking away from you, she says, maybe I do need an instrument. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to enter through Joe's shop or through the Dave way? The Dave way is what I was thinking. Okay. Dave's I forgot way. about Joe's shop. I think Tibio would go through the trap door. That's where he came out. Okay. I would go Dave. Okay. Trap door for a snack. That makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then we'll go Dave's way? Yeah. Okay. 
so Tib and Snack going through uh, Joe's shop and the trap door, mm-hmm. um, you see that this place is still unoccupied. Nobody has moved into this kiosk. Even busy as it is, it seems like this has got some bad juju around it. Uh, it does look like this place has been picked over. There were some things that Joe had left behind that when he had to leave in a hurry, but those things have since either been donated to the city or taken from all the other vendors on the street here. Going down into the lower level, you see that there was like a large boiler in here that was destroyed by Buster in a fight. Uh, Like that has been disassembled and taken. So everything here has just been stripped down and hauled away for everyone else to use. Tibio, when you enter into the underdock proper, you notice something that you are not on the lookout for before. Okay. Um, You see uh, Holly, Uli, and... Bert coming down the stairs a little bit behind you, but you're already fixing your gaze on a Jolly Roger, a skull and crossbones, but it's not a flag. It's a skull and crossbones hanging on the wall. And as soon as you look at them, they all fall off the wall and begin to rattle. I look back at Snack and I say, go help them. And I cast mage armor on him. Okay. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. As soon as the armor appears in it, what color is your mage armor? It's like a, a deep purple with like lines of bright lavender bopping through it every once in a while, like magically like. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, as soon as it forms around him, he's like kind of jumps away and then kind of jumps around and spins around in a circle. And then, and then a grin appears on his face and he says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I look back at the bones that are rattling and I say, go help them. I'll be right there. I'm going to look at this. The bones begin to kind of like walk towards you, but they're not taking any like defined shape yet. And your bones kind of react to them. The dog falls out of your bones again and sprints at these other bones and they just kind of tackle each other and they roll on the floor. You see the skull from the skull and crossbones rises rapidly. And the hundred bones that you had found before was actually 103 bones. The bones that you find now are another 103 bones. Um, together, they are two halves of your parents' skeletons. Oh. Not their bodies, but their bone armor. Yeah. They each left half of theirs behind for you. What the fuck? Uh, they reassemble into a full skeleton, and they're looking right at you, Tibio. It takes a slow step towards you, and you see it like tilt its head and convulse just a little bit. Um, I reach out with my necromancy and with one arm toward it and try to like magically touch it. It moves quickly and aggressively towards you and it brushes your hand out of the way and it embraces you. Oh, I'll get back. (laughs) Tibio tears up and says, Mama, Papa. (laughs) That, uh, hug continues and you see the bones kind of relax onto you and they're just part of your armor now. Oh geez. More bones. <laughs> Bert's gonna message snack. Hey, I see a skeleton attacking Tibio. Is that just normal Tibio stuff? <laughs> snack speaks out loud. Yes, I think. Oh, and then, and then speaks in his head. I don't know, but Tibio told me to protect you. Snack is so loud in telepathy for some reason. <laughs> it's just like, also does that work where you talk to one person or do we all hear each other um i think you can probably choose yeah i'm gonna say you can like choose channels okay yeah oh sure i just wrote more bones for the bone king on my (laughs) (laughs) in my Um, notes (laughs) 
tibia, you're getting whispers as these bones are kind of like fusing with you, much like you just had in Tildry. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's your parents again. This time your father is telling you that um, everything that they had learned in Tildry has actually led them to Lamplight. Um, they're searching out somebody here, an alchemist, one of the foremost alchemists uh, that they've ever heard of. He is involved with some shady folks, but the stuff he produces is undeniable. They were talking with an individual named Joe McMillan. Is this a recording or is this something I can interact with? It's a recording. Okay. They, they had implanted memories into this. Right. Okay. For you. Mm-hmm. They explained that Joe has, in fact, done a lot of work with vampire blood, and he has some exciting ideas that he wanted to test, and that he's been in close contact with somebody from Vindorn. He basically promised them that he'd be able to figure out this inoculation. Okay. The cure for vampirism? Pretty much. And that your parents were then on their way to Vindorn to uh, get this produced and distributed. Okay. Then, uh, Uli, the uh, feeling of Dave is pointing farther down the underdock than you've ever been. It's actually pointing back towards land. Hmm. I messaged the group, mm-hmm. say, I think he's further in this way. And then I start following it. Tibio catches up to the group. So, uh, uh, new bounce, huh? Uh, yes, we can talk about it later. It was from my parents again. Oh, that's nice. The underdock is kind of destroyed ahead of you. Uh, there are splintered docks. There are all these stilts sticking up out of the water. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, ahead of you, kind of the only remaining option to continue to travel, um, suspended above all of this broken debris and just like ocean shit that is like washed up here uh, amongst all the tangled canvas and wood here. uh, There's a bunch of ropes and rigging that is almost stretched out like a net that you could crawl across to go the next 200 feet under the underdock. It doesn't look like it's going to turn into an octopus right no <laughs> okay everything here is quite uh dead mundane yes quite mundane um holly's gonna investigate the rope for traps okay i i'm gonna push on ahead okay just blindly following the ring yeah nat 20 wow okay Ooh. uh holly you can see uli like immediately jumped onto this like a boat rigging you know where it's all like big squares of rope yeah mm-hmm. kind of thing and so Uli is like immediately crawling across and Holly, you right away see this huge like timber that if Uli grabbed this rope, it's going to pull down the underdock on top of her. Uli, stop. What? Don't move. Uh, I'm like no. frozen arm out. See that there? It's going to fall if you touch it and that you're just like maybe three feet from it. Yeah. Um, you look up and you can even see like dry wood flakes like falling in your eyes. Uh, um... Just uh, kind of come back a little bit. I think you'll be okay if you just back up. Okay. How how else do I get across? Uh, we'll have to figure something out, but yeah. Uli, you start to turn around and part of the rope like breaks away and you just like, you don't lose yourself completely, but you swing down and there's like, just like a sharp broken stilt that is like right beneath you. Uh, um, can I cast Blade Ward on myself? Sure. How far away is she? Only like 15 feet out from you guys. I think I'm going to cast telekinesis on it to keep it upright. The ceiling bit? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're just kind of like swinging on the ropes and like holding that in place. Can I um, detect like a more safe path to get across? It really looks like your only options here are swimming, ropes, or flight. Hmm. Uh, I got it up a little bit. I don't think it'll come down. 
You guys can all see the underside of those boards being pressed upwards a little bit. You okay, Willie? I'll be fine. But maybe you guys should go first. Oh, okay. Snack flies across. You all hear a loud... Ah. Just echoing out. And you see all of the water just like turn white and vibrate as uh, as this loud rumbling. And then Uli, you feel everything shake and shift again. And your telekinesis is sort of like thrown off for a second. And you hear this like creaking and shattering. And you catch boards that are about to fall <laughs> and lose your grip a little bit on the ropes that you have. Uh, guys might want to move fast. Sure, I'll try to cross. I'm going to uh, burn a channel divinity to... Be good at acrobatics. Okay. Uh, Snack, you fly right down the lane here. Uh, sometimes the distance between the boards above you and the rope below you gets pretty tight. It's basically like a 1999 PC game where you're just like dodging stilts and sharp objects until you get to the end of this path. And you actually run up against the landmass, the rocky cliff shore of this place. There's a grotto underneath here that leads into the cliff. That's where the buzzing is coming from. I'll wait for the party to make it. I'm just going to go for it, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, Tibio, you choose a different path from Uli's, and you're kind of up to where she is now. Is there anything you can do for her? She's not able to move on her own. Um, whatever pieces that she's holding up, I cast Mending on them. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you see, uh, it's not perfect, but it it Uli slowly like relieves telekinesis pressure on it, and it seems to hold itself. Okay. Uh, as I start crossing, I'm going to cast Featherfall on all of us. I think I can do it on everyone ex- except Snack. Sure. Okay. Nice. In case we do fall. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll, I'll take up the rear. Okay. But I'll, I'm going to hold telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I just need an acrobatics check from, uh, Bert, Holly, Tibio, and Uli. Natural 20. Oh, nice. Ooh. 16. I'm going to roll a luck. Oh, dirty 20. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So bad. Yeah, Bardic Inspiration. Okay. Bardic Inspiration is 1d6. I'll use that. Eight total. <laughs> okay. You all see Uli's like right arm just like flex out all the way and she just like yanks herself back up into the rigging and then <sighs> just like crawls across and uh, is making good pace such that she passes up Holly and then Tibio. Uh, Tibio, you're doing okay. Your bones are a lot, uh, but they're they're helping you as much as they are bulky and making it difficult. Yeah. Uh, Bert, however, jumps off of the dock <laughs> and like lands on the rope and just continues to run forward as if he's like <laughs> on, a, on his morning jog. Yeah. Um, With a natural twenty, can I help Holly somehow? Uh, I'm gonna say you can do the cool thing or you can help Holly. I'll help Holly. Okay. <laughs> This uh, doesn't need to be cool. Uh, yeah, you're able to get to Holly and um, drop down a little bit on the ropes so that you can grab her hand and help her get her footing. Thanks, Bert. Uh, sorry. No problem. Holly, you're probably just not dressed for this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it takes you the longest to get across. When you're at about the three quarters mark, uh, we'll say Bert, Holly, and Uli are kind of in the rear here, you see a little dot of white light on the rigging between you and Snack. And it starts to tear outwards. Damn it. Is in front of us? Between your groups. So I'm, am I with the rear group? Um, so you and Snack, I'll say, are on land. And then okay. the other three are on rigging still. Does this look like a underworld? Yeah, rip? It, it's an underworld portal for sure. Whoop, hold up, hold up, Tibio. Uh, yes, we should um, stop 
this. Oh, um. You see a hand reaching through the light. Ah, no, 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 no. Um, how did we seal it last time? Jeannie ate it. Oh. Um, can I see anything with the weave if I try to look at the weave and what's happening to it? Yeah, you kind of like switch over your vision to look at the magic here and you see that around this white light, uh, the lines of the weave had spiraled into a vortex and it's almost like they've twisted too much and have like torn apart from twisting. Mm -hmm. Um, Can Holly try to use her thread, um, her magic weave thread to sew it up and fix it somehow? Or is, is that not possible? I don't know. I'm just trying to. Um, Holly, you're trying to think of a way to make the weave thread work in this situation, but it just it can't interact the way you want it to. Mm, okay. Can I try and help? Yeah. Hey, Holly. You see Holly's eyes glazed over like they have a few times before. You know she's looking at the weave. Yeah. Holly, I can't see it, but I can touch it, I think. The weave? Yeah. I. It just feels like more tense, like there's pressure or something. Holly, when Uli gets close to it, you can see that she like just kind of gestures and the weave is like moving with her hand as she gestures. She can like change the shape of these lines. Um, okay. I'll be your eyes, Uli. (laughs) (laughs) Just tell me what to do. Um, okay. Um, you know, when you're making your bed and you need to shake out the blanket to like get the wrinkles out. Yeah. I I make my bed. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, deception check. (laughs) I have no clue what this bitch is doing. What's about. 15 plus 7? A lot. Mine too. <laughs> okay, um, you're going to grab like the corners, like feel the weave and see if you can shake it out because it might straighten out this twist that they're creating in the weave. Okay, over here? Yeah. Okay, I grab. Okay, I'm going to have Uli and Holly uh, make a, uh, we'll do an arcana check between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Is there any sort of necromantic support I can provide. Um, Holly, you're kind of like staring at this and you're trying to coordinate what Uli's doing, but it's tough when you can't like exactly describe how she needs to move to do this. Mm-hmm. And she's working against the fact that the spirit is trying to come through the weave at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's totally working against her. Tibio, you lock onto that spirit and you're able to stop it in its tracks by commanding it. It is still partially in the underworld, st- still partially in your jurisdiction. Could I animate dead it? Is that what I could count it as? So I'm um, let's have sp- you join that arcana check, and then okay. I'll have you replace the lowest roll of the two of those. Okay. So what? I a got dirty a t- twenty or a twenty-four. I got a twenty-three. So we're pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah, should be good either way. Yeah. <laughs> I'll roll it anyway. Twenty-five. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you beat both of us. <laughs> um, yeah. So what you're doing is working. You are straightening the weave here and closing this tear and sort of actively healing it. And it's a tremendous effort between the three of you, like not even thinking about the rigging involved with this, making it all unsteady with your weave vision on Holly, you get kind of a different look at what's coming through the portal and it's familiar to you. You see the face of Freya who you briefly met in Vindorn, Mm. but she's dead now. She's a spirit. You just hear her muttering something. She's saying, how do I find them? How do I know who to kill? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't understand. And uh, she's being pushed back through. And then that light is closed, and the three of you have fended off and completely sealed a gate. Woo! Damn. Wow, dude. Did that was an really, assassination attempt. Did you really just do that? 
I guess. Uh, yeah, it felt like it. Tibio's hands are shaking. He's like, I think we pushed it back and closed it. I knew that person. Oh, you guys probably couldn't see it. Um, it I heard a voice, but I could not make it out. It was the dwarf I saw in Vindorn. She was under the control, I think, of Orzo. or But anyway, it was her, and I think she was trying to assassinate something here, us, someone. I don't know. Probably us. If she was sent by Orzo, then it's probably true that she was supposed to kill us. Yeah. Uh, can we get out of here, though? This is... And Holly's, like, shaking on this net yeah. <laughs> rigging. Yeah. That probably won't be the last of those that we see. Probably not. Yeah, you, you're all able to make it off the rigging. It's, it's another one of those scary dismounts where to go from the ropes to the sandy ground beneath you, there's, like, a one-foot hop, but you're coming off of ropes, and so mm-hmm. it's just nerve-wracking. Uh, but you all make it onto dry land there. And then you hear something echoing from the grotto ahead of you. You hear, I think I might go back up to the surface and just get us some sandwiches. Do you guys want anything? I mean, <laughs> if this is going to go on all afternoon, we got to eat something, right? I mean, come on. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Do I know this voice? Um, yeah, I'm going to say you all can roll. Oh, no. uh, you can all roll and Holly would have advantage, I think. What are, do we add? Uh, and this would be knowledge history. Oh, oh natural 20. <laughs> natural one. Natural one. Wow. <laughs> 23. 18. 18. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bert, Holly, and definitely Uli. Uh, Uli, you sure as shit know who this is. I should have given you advantage too. This is Todd Pohl. Oh. oh. Yeah. My favorite. I'd recognize that voice anywhere. <laughs> uh You hear another voice, uh, a little more strained, kind of speak back to Todd and say, yeah, I mean, do what you need to. I, I'm thirsty, too, if you could grab something for that. That's Dave. No, no that's Emery. <laughs> Dave, um, Dave, Dave has the, like this. Dave oh. has the nose thing. <laughs> okay, sorry, you're right. <clears throat> um, as you round the corner into this room, you see Todd Pole is down here. Uh, you see Rin Halo is sitting cross-legged oh. in front of this cave room. And he's got both arms outstretched, and he is maintaining this shimmering barrier that is blocking the way. You see Emery on the other side of that barrier, and Emery is like, he's got his hands on his hips, and he's like pacing back and forth, and he keeps looking down a tunnel. No Dave, though? No, you don't see him. Where's the ring? Uh, Very close. He is on like Emery's side of the barrier, and just a little bit deeper in the cave, in the grotto. Okay. So they have a barrier up, and Emery and Dave are on the other side of it. Yep. You hear Todd say... Hey, hey, everybody. Todd. How y'all doing? Long time no see. Yeah, Holly, it's great to see you again. Wow, jeez. Hey, I was just going to get some lunch. You guys, you hungry? Uh, no, we're okay. We mostly got this whole thing under control. It's a big, you remember the big beetle from when, of course you do, when you were first here? Yeah. Well, we we mostly got it. We think we're going to talk them off the ledge here. What's going on? Well, basically, they were fighting it all last night, and then um, it took to the water. Nobody expected that. Just kind of disappeared. But uh, they chased down the buzzing again, and yeah, it's down here. So, Rin just sealed it off so it can't get out. Uh, Do they need any help? This sounds great. Uh, It does seem like you have it under control. Well, we do and we don't. Dave's getting tired. Emery's getting anxious, and he just wants to kill it. Maybe we can find some solutions here. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm going to go in there, if that's okay. Um, yeah, I'd, you know, maybe talk it over with Rin first, but I'm sure he'd let you Just in. open a door in the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Todd says, so, what are we thinking? Probably kill him. Turkey honey mustard? Oh, 
uh, sandwiches. Yeah. I'm okay unless there is anything vegetarian. Yeah, well, I, we can pick it off. Um, All of the fish and chips. Sounds good. Points at Holly, and he's just like... A tuna. Of course. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Triple roast beef. Well, you got it. Okay. <laughs> fish and chips, yes. Okay. You sure you don't want, like, a like half a cow or something? Mm. If they sell it, yes. So I'll check. You see him kind of, like, go around the corner, and you're all thinking for a second, like, what about those rigging ropes? And then you see him just, like, monkey bar underneath the rigging, and, like, <laughs> he's just a born sailor. Like, he knows how to get through this stuff. <laughs> yeah, Man, that guy's of, a lot cooler than he looks. <laughs> you see Rin is kind of breathing deeply, sitting in front of the barrier. Emery sees you now, and he just does, like, a little, like, chin upwards kind of like sup i wave very excitedly and cheerfully at him yeah uh he like smirks when he sees tibio and then he like cuts it down into a frown really quick (laughs) (laughs) we are friends (laughs) rin says i'm guessing you guys are gonna want to get to the other side of this yep okay well i need you guys to pick in or out because i can't keep doing this it's tough to stop and start in i think we're all in should we have someone stay out would there be a reason for someone to stay out? Do you need help with the shield? No, I just... Is there a way you guys can get Dave to come out and take a rest? He's been in there for 16 hours. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on it. No, we could get him out, and that way you only have to put the portal up once. Emery, can you go get him? It, it looks like he was playing on the idea that he couldn't hear you or something. <laughs> he, like, acknowledges Holly when, when Holly says that, and he just goes, Yeah. Um, he walks down the hall a little bit and uh, you can hear him say Dave Dave come on we gotta swap out this is this is too much man come on Uli Uli, talk to him Dave Uh, you hear that's right it's Uli (laughs) and then you hear like a quiet like I'm I'm pretty tired okay just don't hurt him um, a couple seconds later, you see Dave uh, walking into view with Emery, and you can see Dave is like in real bad shape. One of his eyes is swollen shut. Uh, one of his horns is, like I said, broken. It is split off uh, kind of at the three-quarter mark, so the tip is missing. Um, he's just covered in like cuts and bruises and like rock dust, and you can tell he's just been thrown around all night. Oh, Dave. Says, it's really not bad. He... He stopped fighting a while ago. He's, he's uh, either resting and recovering from the wound that Emery gave him, or... I don't know, but I, I think he's coming around. Sure. Just go sit down for a while. There's a... I was going to say there's a triple roast beef sandwich coming, but I don't know if he should eat that. Oh, God, our, our food! <laughs> what are we going to do about our food? Can food pass through the barrier? <laughs> Rin looks up and he's like, I'm not taking this down for a roast beef sandwich. <laughs> um, before we do anything, what, what's the goal, Dave, Emery? Like, what are we trying to do here? I talk to this beetle? Emery says, actually, yeah. We figured something out and we should tell you. They kind of look at each other and they say, these aren't curses, really. They're ghosts. Dave kind of looks up and says, "Yeah, they're they're the spirits of the deceased." Uh, yes, we are aware. They kind of look at each other again, and they're like, "It was pretty enlightening, actually, and it didn't happen like you would think." Uh, it, Emery just got really drunk one night, and and Emery says, 
we both got really drunk one night and I just, I told him my story about, about the kid that died that I couldn't save. Yeah. Well, that's what this is. And you see Emery's eyes kind of glow for a second. He says, that kid, he needed me. He wanted to be with me. So when I got this sword, it's like a, it's like a gate into the spirit world. And that kid came screaming through it right into my arms. And we didn't get along at first, but when I figured it out, everything changed. And you see him just kind of like his whole body shimmers yellow for a second. He says, we're on the same side now. I owe it to this kid to give him a second life. He lives with me now. He's part of me. And he helps me out as much as I help him. So he's not actively killing you anymore? No. And in fact, I know that if I asked him to, he would depart. But I've let him know that I'm going to see this through. That's pretty cool, Emery. Can I see magically that they're in harmony, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to you, it looks like almost like they're overlaid, but offset a little bit. Okay. And so you can see uh, a sort of ghostly image, but it's almost childlike, even though it's too big to be a child. But whenever Emery moves, it's just kind of moving with him over him, uh, sort of a shadow that trails behind him. Okay. But it's not malevolent at all it's at not, this point. No. Cool. Yeah. It was just sort of misunderstood before when Emery tried to fight it. So the goal with Buster is to get Harmony? Well, I think Harmony might be out of the question, but I think we can cast it out. We can appeal to Buster. We've already made him understand what's going on, and that helped him fight. Do I remember if he was, like, not an asshole before all this? Buster? Yeah. Buster was, like, the asshole of Dave and Buster. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Dave and Buster! <laughs> Holy <Hannah>. shit! <laughs> oh, my God. Holy shit. What wow. episode is this now? There's literally, a, there's a moment in the episode where, like, the rest of us get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was, like, episode eight. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, that's so that's funny. So, well, okay. I might have known, realized at the time. Yeah. I think right now I just remembered that yeah. that was. That's funny. <laughs> Fun. Oh, okay. that's so good. Okay, appeal to your asshole brother. Cool. I'll try. We'll try. If anyone can do it, it's the Curse Breakers. Yeah. And we are sheriffs, too. And I'm still not sure why, though. Emery sees the badges. He goes, where's mine? I, uh, uh, Holly threw it. Holly. Uh, no, I didn't, but <laughs> we can get you one from Tandy. It's fine. You can have mine. Sandwiches. And uh, Todd <laughs> oh, Cole is swinging with one arm, and he's got, like, an arm folded underneath him with a bunch of sandwiches. It's like, how are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Rin kind of like lets out a huge sigh and the barrier flickers and fails and he stands up and shakes out his arms and he's like, I just, I need a sec myself. Just give me a minute. And he uh, grabs Bert's sandwich and takes a bite. <laughs> <laughs> Bert, you can have mine. Fingers twitching onto Brangor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Split your thoughts, boy. When we switch spots, I'm going to like tag out um, Dave okay. <laughs> forgot his name already. Yeah, and like, do you punch him in the inner thigh? Kind of. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do like lightly punch his shoulder though. He, uh, I think he intercepts your little punch, and he just grabs your whole fist with his hand, and just kind of like claps, clasps it in there, and uh. Uh, like, like brings your hand down to your side, and uh, he's like continuing to walk until the two of you are a little bit away from the group. 
He says, Oi. I've, I've got to talk to you about something. <laughs> Don't look at me, Tara. <laughs> look at me. Do her overalls have Dave? Have a Dave mode? I don't know. Dave mode. Dave mode is when the overalls are on the floor. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I cast so semen. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! At a ninth level. <laughs> oh my Ooh. god! Uh, Dave says there were a lot of nights with me and Emery, just cold and alone, the two of us. And hey, not, not like that. Just listen to me. He kind of like straightens you out, and he says, "I, we almost died a couple of times." And I'm not used to that. It just, well, I had a, a think. I, I mean, I made a think. I had thoughts about, I'm just, I'm tired, okay? I've been trying to get Buster out. Hey, it's, it's fine. All night long, and I don't know what's going on. Just. And it's just, Uli, I. Uh, he kind of like looks over his shoulder and sees that he's being loud, and like everybody just looks over at him. He looks back at Uli and says, I've done a lot of thinking about what matters and what I want. I want to get Buster out of here and I want our lives back. I want all of this to end. And he kind of gestures out at Emery and the spirit bullshit that's been going on. Yeah, I mean, I think we have the same goal. Just know that I'm here to help you, all of you. And I, I just, I, there's gotta be. <laughs> Uli. He reaches down and just like grabs at your hip and he like snaps the clasp on your tantrum tankard. Okay. Oh, I, I, yeah, you can use he, that. He like brings it to his mouth and he like opens it and all of a sudden his face just goes placid and he says, ah, good luck in there, Uli. It's a tough cookie. We've already tried threatening him. We've tried reasoning with him. We've tried being kind to him. I don't know what you're going to try, but good luck to you. I do need some rest, so I'll be out here for a while. Take, take as much as you need. I'll try and get him back. Thank you. All of you. Thank you. I cast a healing word on him before I go inside. <laughs> His eye, like, unswells, and he, like, blinks a couple times. Five. Gives you, like, a gracious nod to you, and then he leans up against a wall and just does a, some deep breathing exercises. Um, Rin kind of sits back in his place, gestures for all of you to go to the other side. Yep, we do. Let's we do this. We do that. Okay. The barrier goes back up. You hear from the other end of this tunnel. The entire place shudders again. You see the rigging kind of bounce around out the way you came. And you look up to see at the end of this tunnel the glint of a massive golden beetle. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tim, your DM and your genie. I'm Hannah, playing Holly Hyacinth. I'm Thomas. I play Engelbert F.F. Wisherspoon. I'm Tara, and I play Tibio Femur. I'm John. I play Snack the Cobalt. And I'm Maggie, playing Uli. Hi!
Hi, it's me, your genie. Thanks for listening to people being other people. If you want to help Master Snack and his servants, you could make my wish come true by following us on Instagram at pbop underscore podcast. That's P-B-O-P underscore podcast. Thank you very much.